You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. How does someone drink of the blood in an unworthy manner and what makes anyone worthy of it? Now, I think this question strikes at the heart of every disciple. So I'd like to start with just two general principles. One, none of us are worthy of anything. It's by God's grace that we're saved and it's not of our works. But if it's God's grace working in us, then we will, as Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 2, strive to walk worthy of God who has called us to his kingdom and glory. So regarding the question itself, the key to any Bible question is the context. So if we go to 1 Corinthians 11, we would actually see that Paul lays out two key aspects in regard to context. The first one is in verse 17, where he talks about the context of the Corinthian ecclesia. And Corinth was struggling with divisions due to the self-promotion and the elevation of man impacting the ecclesia. In fact, the NIV in verse 17 says, your meeting together does more harm than good. And the reason for that is because the love feast was actually being abused. There was envy, there was strife, there was greed, there was parading of self and of wealth and of possessions. There were some who were eating lobster mornay and caviar, while others were not even able to feed themselves. And so in verse 21, it says, each is taking his own ahead of the other and not sharing with each other, not having in common like they did in that first century uh, early on, because all were looking after number one. Now, the second aspect of context from 1 Corinthians 11 is that Paul says it was on the night that Jesus was betrayed. Now, that's really important because what Paul is actually trying to do is take us back to that night in which Jesus established that time with his disciples. And so to see the power and meaning of what he did that night is what Paul is trying to draw upon here in 1 Corinthians 11. So on that very night when Jesus was betrayed, he actually said to his disciples, one of you will betray me. And immediately that resulted in the question, Lord, is it I? Is it I? And so therefore there was that self-examination that resulted from that question. And you can see here in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28, that's exactly the point that Paul's picking up. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread. You can see that that's the context by which a person is to eat and drink. But it was on that night that Jesus actually did something very important. He said, take eat, this is my body. In other words, he established an emblem that represented his body that was shared with them. And that's the motive that all the gospels bring out. In fact, Matthew says that the blood was shed for the remission of sins for many. Luke says that that which was given for you, which was shed for you. Again, that motive is picked up here by Paul, where he says in verse 24, it was broken for you. You see, that was the, the desire of Christ. It was a body in which sin's power was broken for them. So when he says, do this in remembrance of me, he's actually wanting the power and meaning to be recalled and reenacted by those who participate in that memorial. In other words, the spirit of Christ on that night must be the spirit of Christ that we are motivated by when we partake of the emblems. And if we need to look at the spirit of Christ, we need to look no further than John 13, when the greatest of all actually washed the disciples' feet. But in washing, he made them clean. And yet Christ said on that night, not all of them were clean because Judas too was there and Judas ate. And when he left, he was then condemned with the world. 
But Jesus left them a new commandment that they would love one another. And the extent of that love was they would lay down their lives for each other. So how does that context relate to the question of 1 Corinthians 11? Well, the point is we're not just eating and drinking. We are remembering the Lord's death. And we do this by examining ourselves to ensure that the spirit of Christ's self-sacrifice and service is motivating us. And if we truly judge ourselves by rooting out self, putting self to death and keeping our focus on what Christ has done for us, then if we're doing that, then if the spirit by which we come together is that humble recognition of our need to be washed, to give up self and to serve the body of Christ, putting others first, then we are showing the Lord's death till he come. But if we, like Judas, partake of that supper without an appreciation of the spirit of Christ, if we don't discern that Jesus's body is his ecclesia for whom he died, if, like Judas, we are focused on our own money bag or self with no regard to our brothers and sisters or what our Lord did for us, then like Judas, we will not be partaking of that supper in a manner that is worthy of a servant of Christ. And we will end up condemned with the world just like Judas was. In such, we will be guilty of the body and blood of our Lord. So the conclusion of 1 Corinthians 11 is in verse 33, that when we come together, we should tarry for each other. That should be our motive when we come together, to fulfill the spirit of Christ in our meetings by sacrificing self and show the motive of Christ to save others then that body and blood will be shed for the remission of our sins. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.